So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey everybody, I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. Hey, I am happy that you are here today. Yeah, I am. Because you know what, we are going to discuss some news that I guarantee you, your liberal fascist media isn't going to share with you because it doesn't fit with their agenda. So please do me a favor and share this out. By the way, if you actually are on my email list, then the stories that we're going to discuss in today's show... uh, are actually in that email. And so one way you can join our email list is by going over to BibleNewsRadio.com and or you can join my text messaging list and get alerted right away by texting the term Bible News to 33222. That's right, people. You can get me right there in the palm of your hand by texting Bible News to 33222. I send out a couple messages a day. And the best part is you can interact with me by responding to those text messages. I can read your answers. I did figure it out, everybody. Just so you know, if you're on that list, I now know who you are because I actually have your name next to your thing. So uh, those of you who are new who join, I'll be able to get your name as well. So do me a favor and do that because text messages are not being spiked, hidden, you know, suppressed. You know, who's, they're not doing that. So it's like, when I send out a text to my list, you all get it. Ah, and the open rate for text messages is way super higher than email. So join my text mail, text text list at, like I said, text Bible News to 33222. Two threes and three twos. There you go. <laughs> and I'll get back to you on that. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about the topic of prayer. And have you ever been abused by prayer? I'll explain that. I actually had a very interesting conversation recently with somebody who I think is well-meaning, but it was such, it was so obvious to me what they were doing that I thought, you know, this might make a good show topic. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this shocking article over on World Net Daily titled, Gay Duo Married by Ginsburg Accused of Raping Student. Why is this important? Because this is a homosexual couple that was married by one of the Supreme Court Justices of the United States of America, and they were accused, this homosexual couple, of raping somebody. And yet, you haven't heard about it, have you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, because that doesn't play into the the after-the-ball marketing scheme of America. And then we're also going to look at an article titled, Pennsylvania Family Told They Can't can't Hold a Bible Study on Their Own Property. Yeah. And you know what? Unfortunately, this isn't the only uh, type of news that is out there on this topic. These things continue to keep happening. And I guarantee you if this was some type of Muslim prayer event or Muslim Quran study uh, or some witchcraft, you know, seance thing going on, that, that the government wouldn't be trying to get involved and trying to stop it. 
It's only Christianity that's under attack, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah. So anyway, we are here today to, as our opening scripture in uh, Ephesians 5, chapter 11, or Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, I think it is, that, that says right there on the screen, to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. In case you didn't know, that kind of is the mission of the show, which is why we do what we do. But also, at the same time, we want to encourage you uh, in your walk with, with Jesus. And, and, and we also want to, you know, hopefully lure you. No, it's not right. This is actually the, not the right word. We want to entice you. That's probably not the right word either. We want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we want to make you desire a relationship with the Lord because there's no better thing on earth than a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, if the enemy of this world, who is the enemy of, of Yeshua, can have his way and silence the Christian from sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, then he will have done his job effectively. And unfortunately, he does because so much of the church today actually is silent. They won't talk about the gospel. I, I don't know about you guys, but it bothers me. It does bother me, actually, that you can be hanging out with a whole group of Christians and they'll be talking about Trump and everybody else or the latest, you know, Big Brother TV show or whatever the heck. But when it comes to talking about, hey, what are you reading in God's Word lately? Or, uh, hey, what's God been showing you lately? Or, hey, what have you been praying for? You know, or or whatever, stuff like that. It's like snoozeville. It's like, Bleh. it's like putting the snooze, hit the snooze button, you know. And, and what does that tell you? I know what it tells me. It tells me that if there is a relationship with Christ somewhere, it's not at the top of the list. It's down there like number 100 or something, right? So it's, it's kind of sad, actually. So hopefully, hopefully the goal of our show here is to encourage you in your faith, uh, to give you news, to equip you, to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Because, I mean, think about it. Why do we do that? Why do I do it? <clears throat> Aside from the fact that God's called me to do it, I do it because we live in a world that is lost and it's in darkness and people are dying and committing suicide and things like that. In fact, this morning, uh, one of the things I came across um, on my uh, Facebook stuff, you're welcome, Hannah, is that... Oh, okay, so this local Facebook group for the city that I live in, it's it's really a group of people who are, they care about our city, but there's a group of them that, that just all they want to do is complain about stuff. And then there's other people who actually try to encourage other people <laughs> in this stuff. And so today here in Spring Hill, Tennessee, this is a momentous occasion, a day in history, a day that will go down in Spring Hill history forever because Chick-fil-A opened up a restaurant here. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm, you know, I'm being serious. Okay. They did. Randall actually went to the opening, uh, the grand opening. I, I was gonna, but I changed my mind. I thought, nah, I don't want to get dressed up to do this. So I impressed half the city's going to be there. So I just didn't want to go. But it was funny because in this group, you know, of course, there was one person that put a post. Everybody, tomorrow is the grand opening of Chick-fil-A here in Spring Hill. And let, may I just remind you people, 
to be polite. There's going to be long lines and the kids that are going to be working the window and doing this stuff, we have to be really nice to them. Remember, it might be some of their first jobs and we don't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth by how we treat them as the public. So everybody, please be kind now. And there's literally, at least when I read the post, there was probably eight comments. Thank you so much for being so thoughtful and posting that in here. And you know what I wanted to say? And I didn't. What I wanted to say was, wow, I think there's like something like 600 churches in the city of Spring Hill. And it's really super sad that you would actually have to post a comment like that in a public Facebook group. But the problem is, is there's all these other people who... um who would go in and start complaining. In fact, it happened. When Randall was there, some sweet person decided they were going to Facebook Live the mayor's speech and the grand opening speech and the cutting of the ribbon and congratulations to Chick-fil-A for opening up the restaurant. And all these people started complaining. I can't believe that there's only like one like angle on this. And can't you move the camera and get that guy's head out of the way? I mean, it was just all these comments, and I'm like going, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you people? Why can't you just say congratulations? Hey, thank you, whatever the person's name was, for like sharing this, because some of us couldn't go, because we were didn't want to go, because we wanted to sit behind our computer and, you know... Read Facebook on iHeart Spring Hills group. And, and critique and, the ones that did go. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> anyway, it just drives me nuts. It's like, and maybe it's my age. I'm old, I guess. I don't know. You were there. Tell me what you thought. Yeah, I think it was great. There, there was lots of people. I don't know whose particular video. Uh, but uh, just had a wild dog come in here and run off with a, with a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's upset we didn't feed him his lunch. <laughs> something trying to get our attention. But, yeah, there were several people with their phones out, so I don't know whose video coverage was on Facebook they were watching. I don't know if it was the chamber or who, but, yeah. It was it was definitely a momentous occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear my dog growling and playing with his toy? How funny. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm tempted to play with him, but I don't want to encourage it during this program. Well, he didn't eat all of his breakfast, and I think he's hungry, and he wants lunch, and I think he's trying to kill time until he gets it. Yeah, but... Because I... <laughs> but yeah, no complaints here. I mean, it was just nice to see how many turned up, and a local high school band was there to play the national anthem. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, as they raised the flag, and... And did the did the pledge? Did it do the pledge? No, it's just raising the flag and and wow. and a handful of us in my immediate area were singing along with the national anthem. But um just a, just a real good feel good experience. And then everybody associated with the restaurant, you know, had a Chick fil A badge on. Because I had people up from, you know, several corporate people and stuff like that. and um, Just super, super nice people all around. Just it was a good experience. No complaints here. Yeah, and I noticed you brought home a, a cup. A Chick-fil-A cup. Yeah, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. It says grand opening on it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, people also complain. Hey, did you know that uh, Chick-fil-A just, you know, they... <clears throat> they're anti-gay and 
And I'll never eat there because their chicken is anti-gay. I'm like, okay. Good for you. All right. Awesome. I, I, Glad you feel that way. Yeah, I do suspect <laughs> that those who who market chicken sandwiches and chicken, you know, this and chicken that, they, they probably prefer heterosexual chickens. You know, <laughs> it's better yeah, that way. It's good for their, good for their the future of their restaurant. If, yeah. if it's chicken meat they're selling, it's good if the chickens reproduce. So Yeah. Just, just thought. All right. So I see a couple of people. I see Mia and Melanie in our room. And I think Hannah was there before. And looks like Patriots United is there. Why am I not following you? You always do. Okay. Now I'm following you. I don't know why that wasn't happening. Wesley and some other people. Looks like, looks like we're being spiked again on Periscope because there's virtually nobody in there, which is highly unusual for this inflammatory topic we're talking about. Okay, so let's talk about the, we're going to go ahead here. We're going to uh, jump right into this lead story. And then, uh, and, then, and then I'm going to talk about this prayer issue because I think that this is going to be, well, hopefully instructive and maybe irritating to some of you. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, this, this story, I, it was published yesterday on WorldNet Daily, and it's titled Gay Duo. Uh, married by Ginsburg, accused of raping student, justice performed ceremony for a famous pair. Now, before I even go further, let me just say this. I don't care who married the couple, you know, um, personally, I don't care. I wouldn't respect anybody that marries gay couples because it's not marriage. But Justice uh, Ginsburg is one of the most rabid, liberal, flaming liberal, socialist, Marxist, commies that on our supreme court i mean that in a nice way of course uh anyway if she really should retire she's super old she needs to retire because she's just crazy and all that hey jason nice to see you hey jason i want to talk to you too by the way anyway okay so this says here uh supreme court associates associate justice ruth ginsburg was criticized for publicly abdicating for same-sex marriage and officiating a ceremony while the issue was before the court there was a formal motion for her to recuse herself from the case, which she ignored, of course, because, you know, that's what she does. But now one of the duos she married is dragging her name back into the news. The New York Daily News reports David Daniels and Scott Walters, who were married by Ginsburg in 2014, are under investigation for allegedly drugging and violently raping a student in 2010. Okay, now... <clears throat> Let me just commentate right there just for a second. I want to read it again. Okay. The New York Daily News, not part of the vast right-wing conspiracy people, uh, reported David Daniels, that's one homosexual guy, and Scott Walters, the other homosexual guy, who got married by Ginsburg in 2014, four years ago, are under investigation for allegedly, they have to use that word, drugging and violently raping a student in 2010, okay, so eight years ago. So the question is, I'm just throwing it out here. If for some strange unknown reason, let's say the former J Judge Kennedy, who's now dead, and I believe he was murdered, but let's just say, for example, Anthony Scalia, Scalia that's what I meant. Let's just say, for example, Anthony Scalia 
had decided to marry some heterosexual couple, and they were Christians. Okay? Just for sake of argument. And let's say those Christians all of a sudden got allegedly, uh, they they were accused of raping a student in 2010 uh, and drugging a student, that Christian couple that this conservative so, you know, Supreme Court of America, of the United States of America judge married. Do you think that that would be front page news? Do you? Because I do. I think that would have been all over the news for a week, a month, maybe even a couple months. Because uh, that's how the liberal media is. They would have said, oh my gosh, you know, Anthony Scalia, he's a scumbag, and he's probably a secret pedophile, and he's a homosexual himself, and he's blah, blah, and all those heterosexuals, and they rape children, blah, 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 blah. It would have been all over the news. It would have been propagandized. It would have been pushed out there for the whole world to see, and that person would have never, ever, ever been able to recover it. And you know who they actually did something very similar with is Judge Roy Moore. All right? Now, Judge Roy Moore isn't a Supreme Court judge, but he was on the Supreme Court in Alabama at one point. And he has abdicated for the Ten Commandments. And they have dragged his name through the mud. I talked to people directly associated with his campaign. In fact, it was Janet Porter, who is the host of Faith to Action. She was actually his spokesperson when during the campaign, you, you might recall, they dragged his name through the mud and lied about him. He even passed a, a, a lie detector test, which, of course, the media didn't talk about. So... Here, we have the exact opposite. We have a homosexual couple that's married by a flaming liberal Supreme Court of the United States justice in 2014, and they are under investigation for drugging and violently raping somebody, a student, a lot younger. And the media doesn't talk about it. Why? Because it doesn't fit... It doesn't fit the description here in this book that we're going through in our series, The Marketing of Homosexuality to America. It doesn't fit fit the picture of the propaganda that gays are good all the time. Instead, what it actually does is it actually uh, validates what the stereotype is of this community by and large. And um, and I know that, that some people aren't going to like that, that I just said that, but if a shoe fits, just saying. So let's go on. World Net Daily says the, the report notes Daniels, who's 52, is the most famous uh, countertenor in the world, while his now husband, Walters, 36, note the 20-year difference there almost, is a respected conductor. And that, again, that just goes to the whole praying the older homosexual praise on the younger one, and then, of course, they both got together and got to a student. So the couple is so highly regarded that they were married in 2014 by Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Daily News noted. Samuel Schultz alleges that in 2010, the two men drugged and raped him following a performance in Texas. Okay. He claims he was left unconscious and woke the next afternoon in a strange bed, disoriented in pain and bleeding. The report said Schultz was a 23 year old graduate student at Rice University. And he kept his experience secret for years because he feared repercussions. Of course. Wouldn't you? Emboldened by both the, the hashtag MeToo movement and upon learning that Daniels had been made tenure 
at the University of Michigan, where he'd be in the close personal contact with young aspiring singers, Schultz filed a complaint with the UM Police Department Special Victims Unit in July. Authorities in Michigan in turn passed the complaint on to the Houston Police Department, the report said. The investigation is active and no arrests have been made, Houston police said. They declined to provide any further details. I'm curious, just as a victim of this, my, you know, of rape myself as a child, I was younger than 23. I'm curious what the statute of limitations is there. Interesting. Anyway, it says here, he alleges he met Daniels and Walters in, in 2010 at a party for Houston Grand Opera's uh, run of Xerxes, and it was at a corporate apartment where they were staying, that he accepted a drink. He says he only remembers taking a few sips of the drink at the couple's apartment, and then he blacked out, the report said. So, could have been laced with the date rape drug. His therapist at the time said the incident affected the student's emotional and psychological state. Walters and Daniels deny the claims. WorldNet Daily reported that at the same time the Supreme Court was considering the marriage case, there were calls for both Ginsburg and Associate Justice Alina Kagan to recuse themselves. By the way, Elena Kagan, who is on the Supreme Court, is actually rumored to be a lesbian herself, in case you didn't know that. Um, anyway, I Fox, didn't think it was a rumor. Yeah, I've heard it. But, but yeah, I just think so. I thought she'd okay. said as much. Yeah. Fox News reported they were urged to recuse themselves because they both tacitly endorsed same-sex marriage by performing ceremonies. Also cited was Kagan's prior work to promote homosexual rights and Ginsburg's public commentary on the issue. The Foundation for Moral Law, uh, which is Judge Roy Moore's um, organization, interestingly, uh, filed a motion asking for their recusal, but the justices did not respond. Also, the American Family Association conducted a campaign urging citizens to explain to their representatives in Congress why the two justices shouldn't participate. In this case, U.S. Supreme Court Justices Elena Kagan or Ruth Bader Ginsburg should recuse themselves from any cases involving the homosexual marriage issue on the basis that they have conducted same-sex marriage ceremonies, the campaign letter stated. Both of these justices' personal and private actions actively endorsing gay marriage clearly indicate how they would vote on same-sex marriage cases as already before the Supreme Court, according to the AFA. But there was a simple solution, the AFA contended. Congress has directed that federal judicial officers must disqualify themselves from hearing cases in specified circumstances. Title 28, Section 455 of the United States Code states any justice judge or magistrate judge of the United States shall disqualify himself in any proceeding in which his impartiality might reasonably be questioned. Both mm. Kagan and Ginsburg have not only been partial to same-sex marriage. They have proven themselves to be activists in favor of it. Urge your members of Congress to privately and publicly call on Justices Kagan and Ginsburg to properly and legally recuse themselves from cases involving same-sex marriage, the campaign said. Ginsburg had publicly voiced her opinion as WorldNet Daily uh, reported. Anyway. Oh, yeah, and let's see here. It goes on to say, where did it go? Yes, it goes on to say the far left justice revealed her preferences in a Bloomberg News interview when she said it would not take a large adjustment for Americans should the justices say gay marriage is constitutional. Hmm. Kind of sounds like it's right from after the after the ball, huh? Yeah, it does. 
How can Ginsburg possibly think that it's proper judicial conduct for her to speak out on this issue while the marriage case is pending before the court, asked National Review columnist Ed Whalen. If she had any sense of her duty to maintain both the appearance and the reality of impartiality, she would recognize that she is now obligated to recuse herself from the case, but of course she won't, and she didn't. Herb Titus, who I actually have had the honor and blessing of meeting in person and getting his book autographed and stuff. Anyway, he's, he's of the counsel to the law firm of William J. Olson, PC, and a nationally recognized constitutional authority, uh, had told WorldNet Daily the issue of recusal usually comes up regarding financial conflicts of interest. However, he said, I would think on an issue as filled with emotion and conflict as this that a judge should not have put themselves in a position that either of these judges put themselves in. Titus said the two justices must have known at the time that it was almost inevitable for the issue to be put to the Supreme Court, yet they went ahead and put their official impromptu on same-sex marriage. Well, we already I actually think that they had already decided at that point anyway that they were going to pass, you know, this fake counterfeit marriage. Anyway, but the point is, what isn't being talked about here? I find it interesting. Even on WorldNet Daily, they took a specific slant on this very conservative. In fact, it's probably the top conservative uh, Christian-leaning website for news on the Internet. I find it very interesting that they didn't lay out a previous story having to do with... um, um, Okay, stays. Come on, the guy's name. Okay, it's not Matthew Shepard. It's the other guy. You know who I'm thinking of, right, Randall? No, I don't. It was the young kid that was sodomized by two homosexuals. Oh, Jesse Durkheising. Jesse Durkheising. There you go. Okay, so how many of you put a one if you know the name Jesse Durkheising? Just saying. Yeah, I've heard of that name. That name means a lot to me. I've heard of it. By the way, hi everybody that came in. I'll just say hi. I'll type it in there. I see Stephen and Advar, Zane. Hi, Zane. Everybody, all my normal peeps, thank you for coming in. So you don't know who Jesse Jerkheising is? Okay. You, but you know who Matthew Shepard is, right? Matthew Shepard was allegedly murdered for being gay in a drug deal gone bad, right? I mean, that's that's the propaganda story you, you've been told by the well, media. Well, they wouldn't say drug deal gone bad. That's really the... Right. True reason. They just say just because he was gay. Right. Well, anyway, so Jesse Durkheising actually was a young kid who was raped and sodomized by, very violently by a couple of homosexual men, and they did it with glass bottles as well as themselves. And, they, I mean, they brutally mur- murdered this kid. And, the, and it was around the same time that happened with when this other guy uh, killed Matthew Shepard. For, for drugs, not because he was gay, but because he wanted drugs, which, by the way, has accurately been reported, and there's actually another book out there that actually tells you the whole exact story about what really happened with Matthew Shepard, which is interesting because if you, if, you're really, if you really are astute and you watch the news, you know that the name Matthew Shepard very rarely comes up these days in gay activism media. Why? Because there's so many people that have uncovered the truth, and they don't like to talk about it. But Jesse Jerkheising was murdered mercilessly by these guys. And if you actually do a search on him, you'll find very few articles in comparison to the ones on Matthew Shepard because it doesn't fit with the 
narrative of the you know the liberal media <clears throat> just like this story doesn't right so so what's what could have been a better slant it would have been interesting to have the author of this article say yeah by the way this isn't uncommon for older homosexuals to sodomize younger boys and create problems for them in that way it's part of the recruitment process which i know i know some people don't want to hear that but whatever all right <clears throat> yeah let's see here so our cuban says all gay people should go to uganda and leave and leave and leave there all gay okay we'll go ahead and block you your repeat bot okay uh and all that so what do you think of this story randall i mean well i think it's interesting that the you know the headline was about this couple uh call them a couple duo i like the headline better than headline about this duo this homosexual duo that was married by ginsburg and you know they're they're famous in that way because you know how many people are married by a supreme court justice um but then it went on really to talk about how ginsburg didn't recuse herself when it came into the case um was it ober Polster, well, I forget the last name. You know, the, the Supreme Court case that um, basically legalized homosexual marriage. Um, you know, it seems like most of the article was about that. And definitely both her and Kagan should have recused themselves, especially, you know, basically campaigning for <laughs> sure. homosexual, you know, quote, marriage, unquote while the case was going on you know uh you know they teach you as jurists you know to be impartial and if there's you know in the in selecting a jury how much more the judges need to be impartial uh, because there is no jury in the case of the supreme court it's the justices that are deciding the case I mean, if they're if they're campaigning for the outcome, well, and they're making law too, which is against the law. Yeah, it's not even constitutional what they're doing. Right, it's just the whole the whole thing's a mess, and right, and I could go well, on. And, well, there's but, there's a comment that came in from Zane, and he wrote, "So straight people do wicked things, and gays do wicked things." What's your point? Well, uh, Zane, if you don't watch my show every day, then you you you're kind of lost because. We've been outlining uh, this book here. We've been doing a series called The Marketing of Homosexuality to America by written by these, based on this book, After the Ball, written by two homosexual activists. Uh, and we have been outlining exactly how the media has promoted homosexuality without any fact or, pro or proof or, or anything like that. And um, I'm using this as an example of how the media bias uh, essentially has spiked the, this news story. And if it was, it was like I said, if it was uh, the now deceased Anthony Scalia who had married a Christian couple and they, they were accused of doing the exact same thing this homosexual had done because he was a Christian and conservative and it was Christians allegedly who had done it, it would be all over the front page for a month. And, and But this story, because it's a gay couple... Is spiked and nobody's heard about it. This is this is actually the only place I've heard of it. So that's my point. I I'm pretty sure you're intelligent enough to understand what I just said, right? Because that's my point. 
Do you understand? Because let me know if you don't, because then I'll, I'll talk in, you know, dumber language for you so you can <laughs> understand it. Hi, Marty and Diane just came in. Uh, let's see here. All right. All right. So that's one story. The other story I wanted to bring up here uh, was uh, on barbwire.com. And this is titled Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Family Told They Can't Hold the Bible Study on their own property. Now, this story is interesting because it's not the first time that I've heard this, first of all. And there's a whole bunch of different um, ways that the government and different cities zoning people and all this stuff have actually come out and they've done this. So just for a second, imagine this was a mosque. Uh, no, don't, uh, not a mosque. Imagine this was a Muslim c couple who actually wanted to study the Quran on, in the exact same place that the, the, these Christians are. Just put that in your mind as I'm reading this. <sighs> okay, so this says Scott and Terry Federolf have owned their 32-acre farm for about two years. They also have a yarn and wool shop. They sell fresh produce, flowers, and other goods, provide educational classes, and host private events like bridal showers, and prayer rooms. But their freedom to worship on their own property has now been called into question. They were served a cease and desist order late last year by the borough of Sewickley Heights, claiming, quote, the farm was being used improperly as a place of worship and a place of assembly and as a commercial venue and special studio or school, unquote, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The borough wants the Federals to pay $500 each for permits for all of their activities in order to continue them. Jeremy Samick is a senior counsel for the Independence Law Center, an arm of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. He told CBN News, that's by Christian Broadcasting News, in case you didn't know what that means, uh, his organization is representing the Federals, and what happened to them violates their constitutional rights. Samick uh, says placing these sorts of requirements under Federals or anyone for that matter is illegal. What they're doing here is they're requiring them to make a request with the zoning board and get permission to hold the Bible study, require them to go through a public hearing to receive permission, and that kind of prior restraining is unconstitutional and infringing on their right to freely exercise their religion. Uh, Samick told CBN News. Samick uh, says they're being forbidden to hold not only Bible studies, but church staff meetings, retreats, or even religious fundraisers by putting them in the category of a place to worship. He said, for example, a youth group of 30 students couldn't come to the farm and sing religious songs, but the same group of kids uh, could have a graduation party and play music without restriction. The borough hasn't filed a response yet to the Independence Law Center's suit, according to Samick. He says the mayor said they could hold the Bible studies, but the town's attorneys say they can't because those Bible studies would be labeled a class and they need a permit for that. Okay, so the next step for the Federoffs and their attorneys, uh, Samick says, is waiting to hear back from the federal court on their complaint and preliminary injunction. Meanwhile, Terry Federoff told the local paper, I don't seek to sue my borough in case and cause taxes to go up. I'm just trying to live my life. 
So, as you see, so basically, they're, they're, they want to fine them and make them pay because they're calling them, you know, a church, basically, for doing a Bible study. And this isn't the first time that this has actually happened. What do you think? Well, dollars to donuts as they hold private events like Bible or like bridal showers uh, and they, they sell fresh produce, flowers, and other goods. Uh, they have a yarn and wool shop. I bet they have a business permit and I bet they pay the, you know, the city taxes uh, for those businesses that they have on their property. I mean, I don't see why the, um, the Sawicki Heights borough would be, or Sawickley, uh, you know, trying to, what do they want them to do? Become a non-profit organization where they pay no taxes at all? And they just have like a, a gift shop in their place. You know, it seems like a bad move um, on the, the borough's part. You know, the town's, you know, the town's government to want them to get a permit to do this. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but seeing as that's not come up as a, as a complaint, I'm going to say that they, you know, that they pay taxes, they have a business license, etc., to do these other things, have the yarn and wool shop and stuff like that. And the f fact that when they're not operating a business, they have a couple people over for Bible study. It's not like there's a traffic problem. I mean, they're 32 acre farm people, <laughs> 32 right. acres. I mean, you could set, you could put several car lots on 32 acres. Uh, yeah. I doubt there's a parking problem. I doubt there's a noise problem. Again, you know, as was pointed out, if a group of kids come over and they want to sing religious songs, then, oh, they can't do that. Same kids come over, have a graduation party, and, you know, have a live band or whatever. That's all well and good, but you can't sing those religious songs because that makes you a religious institution. Um, I mean, they're not claiming that. I'd say, okay, fine, we'll do it. Then we're going to be a religious, we're going to be a church. We're going to be tax exempt. You won't get any taxes from us. And and we'll have a gift shop where we sell our yarn and wool products. And and that's going to be all tax free because it goes to support the ministry, whatever. I, I, I'd turn it all around and say, fine. Okay, we are a religious organization and there goes all your tax revenue, my friends. So. Well, apparently they didn't, uh, the lawyer didn't feel like they should do that. But it, it is interesting. Like I said, now if it was an Islamic couple doing the exact same thing and they were studying the Quran, do you think the city would have came after them? Nope. Heck no, because they value their heads. Right. If it was a comp it was an atheist couple or somebody like who they were witches and they were doing it and they were doing seances and doing witchcraft witchcraft casting spell classes and stuff, do you think that uh, the city would have came after them? Nope. I don't know. I don't think so. They may have come up in a, a, I don't see these... a city council meeting or something, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, majority with powers being prosecuted by the minority, question mark. Well, I don't know. Who's... Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not sure. Because it's interesting, the mayor said it was fine. It's the attorneys that are saying it's not. Which, you know, obviously they must be liberal attorneys if they're saying it's not because they're advocating breaking the Constitution. 
by by not allowing them to have the right to free speech under the Constitution, which, you know, yeah, for whatever, whatever reason, I look at these stories and I go, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why there's all these organizations that defend Christians and their liberty and their freedom of speech and their religious freedom out there because uh, there's lots of cases. I mean, that movie, God's Not Dead, number two, was based on, I think they listed something like 40 different cases that they brought before uh, judges, you know, to show how Christians, uh, you know, are, are being, you know, marginalized in our society, even though our roots are Christian in nature. Not every, not every founding father was a believer. A lot of them were deists. But still, when the pilgrims came here, you know, they fled religious persecution from England and they found freedom here in America. So, you know, it is what it is. Oh, just noticing there that, um, well, I lost it, but it said something about being an educational uh, yeah, the town's attorneys say they can't because those Bible studies would be labeled a class and they need a permit for it. Oh, well, forget the religious, uh, make it some sort of a, a school to where they get tax money. <laughs> that they get, you know, instead of, instead of not having to pay taxes, a tax exempt organization, make it an educational institution where they get money yeah. from, you know, state or, or federal funds. And yeah, I t- that's why I'm like, okay, fine. And it's round. We'll be, you know, see how long that, of course. Yeah. Anyway, I'll yeah. be quiet. All right. So I, uh, I want to share this and then we'll get to our, uh, our sponsors. But so a couple of days ago, I was sent a message by somebody on Facebook and this person, I'm not going to say their name because it doesn't matter what their name is, but I'm in a number of Facebook groups and we do networking and various things. And this person decided to send me a message and they sent me a message, not knowing me, actually just see me on video here. You know, that's it. That's all they saw me on. Um, and they sent me a message. They told me that they would like me to donate to a specific cause that they're promoting for a walkathon that they're in. And any, any, any amount of money that I wanted to donate, I could, and they would really appreciate it. So I wrote them back and I politely said, well, thank you for informing me about this issue. Um, but, uh, just so you know, I am not going to donate to your cause. Um, but thank you for letting me know. Okay. So number one thing, um, was wasn't that I, I'm not an advocate for their cause. I had never even heard of the place that they wanted me to donate, first of all. And it wasn't that the cause was unworthy. It's just that, frankly, I don't have the extra dough to be throwing out money everywhere people ask me to donate. Believe it or not, I get a couple of requests a week from people who ask me to donate to their cause. And so I left it at that. And they responded back and they said, um, you know what? That's okay. You could do something better for me. Um, you can pray for me. If you don't mind, pray for me that my body holds up. And they, they gave me this big, long prayer request. And I wrote back, and I said, if I remember to, I will. <laughs> now all of you guys are going, really, Stacy? Did you really say that? I did. I did say that. And I'll tell you why. This is why I bring this up. Cause, because where, where is it in the Bible that 
when somebody asks you to pray for them, you're required to. That's that's the question. Okay? Because people automatically, um, you know, go ahead and assume, just because somebody asks you to pray for them, that you're supposed to. There's no rule that says you have to. I mean, the Bible says pray without ceasing. The Bible doesn't even actually mention prayer requests, you know, except for Paul. You know, he, he'll write, he'll say stuff like, I prayed for you, and this is what I prayed for you, but... Or pray for us, that okay. you know, door be open for us, etc. Okay, so there's stuff like that. But there's, no, like, no specific chapter on, like, the proper way to ask for prayer requests, right? Anyway, yes, I know that the word accused was spelled wrong because my husband has a little bit of dyslexia in his head and sometimes that happens so you can just build a bridge and get over it all yeah, right or, or, or you can okay. send hate mail to me <laughs> or you can donate to our show so we can update our software and maybe it will do it automatically anyway my point is that <clears throat> that i responded in a way that was completely honest it was sincere and it was unexpected because number one who does that right somebody's somebody number one who's who says i'm their friend when i'm not asks me to donate to a cause I don't know anything about, not knowing anything about me and my financial situation, I politely say, no, I'm not going to, but thank you for letting me know about it. And then they then they go, oh, but, but you could pray for me. Now, maybe I'm a little cynical, but I actually kind of took that, hey, you can pray for me request as kind of an addendum, like, Oh, yeah, well, oh, I see you're not really that super generous, but, you know, as a Christian, you will definitely pray for me, won't you? Yeah, you will. When, if that was really the more important thing, why wasn't that the initial request? Because here's a new flash, news flash, just in case you didn't know this. Research has actually shown that people who actually pray for organizations and things like that, those are the people who are more likely to donate to you. Okay? So just keep that in the back pocket. All right, so then what ensued next was very interesting. So I had this conversation, and um, and next thing that happened, Randall's, like, trying to tell me to get on with the story. Are you impatient? <laughs> I'm not as impatient as the clock is. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, so long story short, what ensued was um, I... I then responded back, and I told her, I said, hey, hey, Magnus. I said, you know, look, I just want to make sure you understand. I I know what I just said may have sounded rude to you, but it's not meant to sound rude. It's just meant to be a matter of fact that if I remember to pray for you, I will, just so you know, because I'm super busy. At the moment, you actually messaged me. I was really busy. I'm not... I don't have time to write down your prayer request for this, blah, 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 blah. So they write me back and they say, oh, well, you know, I wasn't really offended that you didn't give anything to me, but I was offended essentially that you actually, as a Christian, said that you wouldn't pray for me unless you remembered to. <laughs> and so, so that begs the question on the whole idea of using prayer as a weapon or a way to manipulate people, right? And so I said, well, I'm really sorry that that's, that you got offended by that. Build a bridge and get over it is essentially what I said, but in a nice way. I didn't say it quite that way. I'm trying to be short because Randall wants me to hurry up. So then she wrote back, and, sh- and this is why I thought, okay, this will be a good show topic 
Uh-oh, we know the gender now. Well, it was a woman, of course. So she wrote. <laughs> she writes me back and she says, um, well, I could tell that you're really hurting and, um, and all that. And I'm going to spend all day tomorrow praying for you. And I'm going to pray for you today. And also on top of that, um, you know, if we live closer together, we would be able to have coffee together and all this other stuff, right? Now, at this point, I'm irritated because I flat out told her the absolute truth. And now she's coming back to me and saying, oh, I can tell you're wounded and you're hurt about something. So if we, you and me live closer, we can have coffee and we can just have a heart to heart about it. And we could talk, blah, blah, and everything. So I wrote her back and I said, you know, oh, I forgot. This is the important part. I forgot. She actually wrote me back and she said, well, is there anything that I can do for you? You know, I'll be praying for you, but is there anything that I can do for you? And so I said, yeah, donate to Bible News Radio. I mean, if, if you really want to do something for me, then why don't you donate to Bible News Radio? After all, you know who I am, apparently. We're besties. Well, instead of saying, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not interested, or I don't really know much about you, or, or be honest, she in turn responds by saying, Basically, well, is that the only place you make your money? <laughs> you know? And and then this other conversation ensued about how I'm hurting and she's going to pray for me. And if we live so close together, she would blah, blah, etc., blah, blah, blah. So I bring this up because my response to her afterwards was, was, you know, I think it's really interesting that you come to me first with a need that you want me to give to your cause without knowing me. I tell you no flat out, but in a nice way. When I say no, you say you're going to pray for me. So I'm like, or you ask me to pray for you, and I'm like, okay, I will if I remember. I'm just being honest. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I will, and then forget and not do it. Then that would be a lie, right? But then when she says, what can I do to help you? And I say to her, uh, why don't you donate to Bible News Radio? She switches the subject doesn't address the subject, but instead jumps to the issue of, well, I should be praying for you. And don't worry, we live close enough together. We would be having coffee together and all this other stuff. And, and I'm going to pray for you today and tomorrow because I can tell you really need it. So I called her out on it. And I said, you know, it's real interesting to me that, that I tell you specifically an answer to your question. And then you come back with, I'm hurting and I need prayer. <laughs> and you're going to pray for me. And so I told her, I said, you know, I think it's interesting. Have you ever heard of Zoom or Skype or Facebook Messenger where you actually message me to ask me to donate to your cause in the first place? Because if you really want to sit down with me, because I'm so hurting and I'm wounded, and I'm, uh, we could have had this conversation over a video chat, right? So I'm calling the BS out, right? Just saying, this, uh, I'm bringing this up because I want to make a point. So I called this out. I called her out on it. And I said, look, you are the type of believer that bothers me because you will say something like you exactly said. But then when a need is stated, you're basically the person that says, OK, be blessed, be warmed and filled, you know, and then leave the person hanging with no food on their plate. I got no response. So I bring this up to you because I want you to think about it next time somebody uses prayer to try to manipulate you or coerce you into doing something, or they actually come to you and say, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, I sense that you're hurting. Really now? Really? Really? 
I mean, think about it. I don't know how many people have had this experience besides me, but I don't play those games, right? And if you don't like my answer when I give you one, don't ask for my opinion because I'm going to give it to you. You might not like it, uh, but you can know that I'm going to tell you the truth, right? Anyway, I did not get a response. I got a thumbs up to my last comment, which means essentially, well, you know. Have a nice day. Yeah, in, a, in, a, <laughs> in the nicest Christian way possible. And, and look, I get that I could, and I told Randall, I said, look, I could have responded, oh, you know what, bless your heart, thank you so much for doing that awesome thing and asking me, my Miss Moneybags over here, for a big fat donation to your thing and all this other stuff. But uh, anyway, I just, you know, uh, yeah, but I can't, bless your heart, sorry, you know, just, I'm so sorry, but I will be praying for you, right? And that would have been so disingenuous and so wrong. And so I'm just calling it out for what it is. It's BS, man. It's stupid Christianity and, and people who and do stuff like that in the church drive me crazy because it's like, why not just be honest instead of playing this game of I'm going to pray for you there and then I'm going to psycho babble analyze you there. I'm like, I wonder if this woman even knows I'm a trained therapist. I don't think so. She might just think I'm seriously troubled and bothered. But if she watched my show, she would know who she's talking to is she didn't, which really irritates me. So that's one thing. I just want to get off my chest because some of the stuff that I deal with is irritating. And Randall's like, would you hurry up? Okay. Anyway, so why don't you go barefaced and you can talk and share the, our commercials. Hi, Deborah. And Zane, I think it was, asked uh, the question. We're on every day, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Central Time. And you can watch the archive after, of course. We're on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook. And so few people know about us because we get spiked on all platforms. But there you go. Okay. All right. All right. Stacy's taking a drink. I will come in and I will remind you of a few things. Uh, our primary sponsor, donations aren't the only place we make our money. We have been faithfully uh, helped out by a partner, uh, Ariel Ministries. you find them online at ariel.org. That's A-R-I-E-L.org for you plis- people listening to the audio. Uh, wonderful uh, uh, materials there from a Messianic Jewish perspective, and you can save 20% on anything, anytime, <coughs> when you use the coupon code Bible News. All one word, Bible News, should be easy to remember because it's like this program, Bible News Radio. If you head on over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, go to the resources page, uh, you'll see uh, several uh, resources on there. Um, some that we've selected from uh, Ariel Ministries. Uh, if you're low on cash, I invite you to uh, download the free Bible study there on the top row. There's a free Bible study, Messianic Bible study, uh, Why is God Saving Gentiles Today? A uh, great way to get introduced uh, to the material, uh, written by Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum. Uh, and that's uh, free, uh, no email required. Just click the download button to get it. And then, um, and then would also recommend, uh, you'll see there the Come and See uh, series. There's one on there, uh, Yeshua, Divine Re- Deemer, Christology from a Messianic Jewish perspective, i.e. a biblical perspective. Uh, definitely check that one out. Uh, just some really good resources there. And one other resource to mention uh, on the uh, top row there is the, the Bullhorn app. Uh, 
Uh, click on that to learn more. You can go to bullhorn.fm. Uh, follow Bible News Radio there. You'll get uh, well this content as well as some additional uh, content uh, that we have available for you for your listening pleasure. And a great way for you to uh, interact with us and others in an audio yeah. format. Yeah, actually, we're like the top broadcaster on there. Yeah. Um, and I actually just talked to them today. They have had over 6,000 downloads in the last couple of days. Um, so you guys can go ahead and uh, just become more active over there because they have a lot more stuff over there now. They've opened up the platform and they're they're learning. It's it's in beta right now, but if you keep supporting the the platform, you know you'll probably see some more interaction over there. Are you done? Uh, no, uh, we have a a book to oh announce, yeah right yeah go ahead yeah all right we should have did that earlier yeah <laughs> <laughs> someone had a story to tell. Well, it was an important story because it, it because it's not just me that this happens to, and I just called it out, and they didn't like it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, got a, uh, um, right. hey y'all, watch this. Okay, watch this. Hi, this is Sandy Lane, author of the Christian Romance and Unexpected Woman. A favorite among my readers, this is a story about a man who has been disappointed in love, who meets an unexpected woman when he falls into her arms at lunch. Our hero is Mark Countryman, an associate pastor serving in southwest Florida, Hurricane Alley. He's about to turn 40 and has prayed for the Lord to wrap the divinely designated lady in a bow so he'd know it was her. Our heroine is Shelley Roberts, a spunky woman working in furniture repair. She's a practical gal who meets life with her eyes to heaven and a tool belt at her hip. I have had a reader say they wish they had a friend just like her. This is a romance between two people who love the Lord and are seeking to navigate their own relationship, even as a powerful hurricane is approaching their area. I hope the story brings smiles to readers, as well as the reminder that God really is in charge, even during our storms. Between the wisdom we are given and the faith we cling to, there is always a way. Currently, this title is available as an ebook on Amazon for only $2.99. Check out my website at sandylane.com, S-A-N-D-I-L-A-Y-N-E dot com for other titles I have available in romance and historical fiction. Thank you. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so those of you who like Christian romance, this is a good book for you to get. It's clean. I know the person that wrote it very well. She's actually been a friend of mine for decades, and she's my sister-in-law-in-law, just so you know. That means that she's my sister-in-law's sister, just to, but we just, you know. Anyway, we made that up. So check it out. Go to sandylane.com if you would like a Christian romance novel uh, that's written really well and uh, has is entertaining. Okay? S-A-N-D-I-L-A-Y-N-E.com. There you go. And, of course, uh, Legal Shield. If you guys want to join Legal Shield, uh, become a member and get protected and get your identity stuff all updated and protected. Uh, then please get in touch with me. I would be happy to do a consult with you, get you all signed up, get you all protected, tell you about all the great benefits and all that um, because it's super cool. Yeah, it is. And there's a lot out there actually. So, And then I can put you in my Facebook group and keep reminding you of what's going on out there because there's data breaches every day. And it's better to cover yourself before you have to cover yourself, if that makes sense. In other words, you know, be wise and get yourself covered. So you can go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash 
protect me, all in caps, or just message me anywhere on social media and say, hey, I want to talk to you about Legal Shield or ID Shield, and I'll get you all signed up. All right, so thank you for tuning into the show, and thank you for putting up with Bareface, because, you know, somebody has to. I love him. <laughs> and uh, those of you who are, oh, did you mention the pillars of the community? No, I didn't. Look at that. Okay, see, and if you want to be a pillar of our community, then, you know, that means you, you like our show and you want to donate to it, please do over at our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. And if you want to chip in for our um, Prophecy Watchers uh, trip, then please do that too. And if you know somebody who would like to actually sponsor us to go to that, let us know because uh, we're looking for some funding to help cover that. All right. Okay, everybody, tomorrow is free for all Friday, so we'll be back tomorrow at the same time and look forward to it. And we'll talk more then because Randall really wants me to end right now, even though I really don't want to because I love all you guys. I want to hang out more. So uh, just saying. Anyway, love you. I'll talk to you later. Be bold. Stand up. Go with God because he loves you. Okay, bye.